Kristen whispers sonnets. Join me for a sonnet bedtime treat. Hello and welcome to Kristen Whispers Sonnets and today is a special episode because it's not a bedtime story, it is more like an afternoon nap story <laughs> or a scary afternoon nap story because this is going to be a um, special episode about a new anthology that I'm doing um, called A Drunken Midsummer, and it is about... Um, film, I mean, uh, poetry, flash fiction, um, essays, uh, art, <laughs> everything about Midsummer, And because I um, have almost completely curated the anthology, but it's still a little in progress because I, I still have, um, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can squeeze one more page in there <laughs> or not. I'm, I'm at the last stages. But um, anyway, because I've gotten to that point, and we have so much good material, I thought instead of just reading my poems this, t this week, I was going to read one poem, a sonnet, the only sonnet I'll read tonight, um, that's like my connection or um, something that really spoke to me about Midsummer and why I got involved in doing the anthology. And then I'm going to read um, three pieces that I selected um, from the anthology, one by Michael Chang, and one by Colleen Carney Hopner, and um, and then a flash fiction piece by Briar Ripley Page, and I wanted to um, read all those because um, it's uh, you know there's just so much good material and it's really like I could have picked I could have read the whole anthology obviously but this is only a thirty minute show so I only always usually limit myself to four poems sometimes three and we're doing four today and once a long flash fiction piece so I better get to it because I don't have a lot of time to fool around today talking to you guys though I will give a, a um shout out so that my publisher doesn't kill me um from Madon Publishing I will give a shout out for everyone and a, and a request that you um if you um, have extra book money right now to order a copy of um, Girlarium, my book that just came out with Famadon Publishing, it's, it's a um, speculative fantasy book about a girl with gills who's um, on the run from Trump and the CIA and ends up in a, a, a whole other situation before she actually gets free. But it's a fun little um, fable with a happy ending. So <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. And I'm going to get into the main part of the show by reading my sonnet, which is called Poor Little Bear. And it's after um, not only Midsummer, but a print that's above Danny's bed in Midsummer, And that is a um, by the pa Swedish painter John Bauer and one thing I wrote in, this poem is in the anthology under my editorial note where I kind of explain about Bauer's background and his own tragic story and um, death as a young man and his paintings are just um, like just so compelling I mean you um, the bear one is incredible but there's a famous one where there's a girl with flower crown with um, candles sticking up, up. And um, anyway, you should check him out if you don't know him. But he died um, 
in a really weird way because he was so scared. He was traveling and was so scared that he was going to be, um, like he had heard about a train accident. So he had um, paranoia of traveling by train. And then because of that, decides to go on a boat with his family and his toddler son and wife. And they all perish because the boat um, sinks which they wouldn't have been on if they had done their original plan of the train, but he was too scared of death. And it just, it's such a parallel about, you know, how death motivates us so much. And that and Midsummer is so much about that. And so anyway, I'll just go ahead and read my poem. Before familicide, Midsummer, death kept close at hand as Ativan. You repose, lips, primrose, exhaling baby's breath, below bear, princess, a Swedish artist drew. The beast of death, his own eyes peered young into at thirty-six. He picks a boat trip, abstains from the danger of the train. Longs of lake water slay him, his wife and son, flipped by excessive weight of freight, 1918. Did you know this when you looked at them? The kiss of death proffered by a tiny queen upon the muzzle of a death machine seems as much nightmare as a fairy tale, as is a life in which none of us prevails. And um, I'm going to go ahead and go into um, a poem by one of the contributors who is just one of my favorite people in the world <laughs> and I, I I'm really nervous to read their poem because um they are particular <laughs> and um anyway I hope I do it justice but um I, I'm gonna read before I read the other people's poems I'm going to read their um I'm trying to scroll up because I'm using my computer um okay so I can read their um Bio, bio, so you, if you don't know them, although how could you not know Michael Chang? But anyway, if you don't know them, you can look them up and um, find out some other things that they're doing. A Lambda Literary Fellow, Michael Chang, they, them, was awarded the Kundaman Scholarship at the Miami Writers Institute. A finalist in contests at the Iowa, Iowa Review, Bomb, Nightblock, and many others, their poems have been nominated for Best of the Net and the Pushcart Prize. They are the author of two chapbooks, one of which won the Bato Press Boom Chapbook Contest, and their full-length collection is forthcoming from really serious literature. Other projects will soon be announced, and I have no doubt of that. <laughs> so anyway, to um, I will just go into it. <laughs> Montage with X's by Michael Chang. You're a triple threat like Aquafina, your lies my sustenance, your perfume my poison. Tell me how you crave love, your cult of no personality. Husk of boys, formerly young kings, in silent worship. They kneel, backs turned, hands empty, you mistake them for stone angels in a garden or ghost maps on funny paper. They fall, catching themselves. Glint of white roses swaying. The room rendered a void. 
there will be no shot of recognition. I could not save you from yourself, but do not despair. Let's try this again. And the next poem that I'm going to read from the anthology is by um, Colleen Carney Hopner, and she's one of the people I kind of known the longest on since I started poetry Twitter, and just a great guide as well as a, a true artist. And I was so um, just completely thrilled. Um, she had told me uh, that she was going to. Um, submit to this and I was hoping that she would before we would you know fill up and um because I had tried to get her to submit to the Twin Peaks anthology and you know life and everything else but I was so happy that you know this worked out this time and I'm going to read her bio and Colleen Carney Hopner is the author of two chapbooks the mother of two children and the builder of two dollhouses she is the EIC of drunk monkeys and lives in Burbank, California with her family. Catch Stitch by Colleen Carney Hopner. Every flower you crushed in your fist made its way into my mouth eventually. Your kerosene kept me slick and dangerous. Have you ever been held by a lilac's bass note? It smells like rot tastes like rot. Have you ever breathed deeper than a poppy field? Touched a never-ending sun? I promise you, eventually, you stop picking at the blisters and just let the blackened tissue crackle on your teeth and tongue. My love, my bright and morning star, your fumes become, became my acrid breath, and I am still choking on your ghosts after all this time. I am still screaming into the breast of my sisters, your name like an incantation. Sisterhood can't save me, I've learned. It can only sink with my tide, stain my bedclothes. Their fingers trace my spine every night. When you open your eyes, don't be frightened. I am only an idea you once had now. I am only a distant dream, your unwilling maypole tethered by ca your calloused hands. Think how painful it is for me to be so revered. Think about how delicious it could be to finally be the bear. And um, finally, I'm going to be reading a... Um, Flash fiction piece by Briar Ripley Page. And let me find Briar's bio. Briar Ripley Page is in the process of relocating from Pennsylvania to London. They've had previous fiction published in venues, including um, Prismatica and. Oh no. Oh, Bee Stung. Sorry, this font is a little small. <laughs> They've also self-published several short stories and novellas that may be found via their website, briarripleypage.xyz. Briar has enjoyed folk horror and learning about cults for at least 20 years. Burning Man by Briar Ripley Page Day of the Flower Ritual Day of the Sacrifice 
longest and brightest day of days, you are among the chosen and you are honored to stand on the stage with the others. You understand that you are being given a gift, that you are being given as a gift, that the next few hours will be beautiful, suffused with joy and power. The captives, struggling weakly at their bonds through a haze of narcotic drugs, don't understand anything. Their chairs clatter as they rock back and forth, muscles and fat bulging between coarse, tight ropes. They roll their eyes around like frightened horses. It won't matter to the gods of the poppy in the field. Their bones will be accepted into the earth just as yours will be. Their flesh will be taken up by the sun and the air, ensuring another year of lush crops and fair weather. Your sister puts a crown of reeds and bluebells on your head. She gives you a reed doll to hold. Because you are a child of the faith, you will not feel any pain. All the agony of death will pour out from your skin and into the doll's woven limbs. You thank your sister with a smile, although you are no longer allowed to speak. A toast, a song, a dance. The high priestess blesses you and your brothers and sacrifice green. She doesn't bother blessing the captives who would not accept her blessing anyway. Two of them seem to have passed out. The third is moaning and shaking his head. Sun turns his curly hair and beard stubble from dirt to copper. If he were not drugged and faithless and afraid, he would be by far the most handsome among you. The high priestess stands before the crowd. She says a few words. She says exactly as many words as she needs to say. Then the mayor mounts the stage and drones for a while about community and pride and strength and the cycles of the seasons, the love inherent in the act of giving one's life for the continuation of a greater whole. The mayor enjoys his own voice. He's probably the only one who does. You fidget with your reed doll as he talks and talks. When you look at the copper-haired man again, he succumbed to unconsciousness. Drool leaks out of his mouth and trickles down the side of his tan, muscular neck. Your mouth is dry, you realize. You wish you could have some water. You wish you had paid closer attention to the taste, the coolness, when you were given your last drought earlier. The mayor is finished, finally. The climax of the flower ritual is at hand. All the young unmarried women check that the bundles of sticks, hay, reeds, sweet grass, and dried blossoms around the stage are packed tight. They make adjustments as needed. 
everybody else retreats to a safe, respectable distance. Your sister makes eye contact with you once, lifting a bail to a higher position on the pyre. Her eyes gleam with wetness. She nods. Her eyes gleam with wetness. She nods and smiles. Her fingers shake between the twigs. When they finished, the poppy maiden in her red dress makes a signal. The other women, all in white, step back, forming a wide circle around the stage and the stacked kindling. The poppy maiden sprinkles accelerant all um, over you and your companions, over the boards of the stage, over everything. She does this with unhurried precision, like she's solving a math problem. She strikes the long match, drops it, retreats, ignition. You watch the flames swirl up in great spitting orange ribbons. The women have begun to sing a threshing song. You look into the summer sky, bluer than any water. Your mouth is still dry. Your feet and legs are starting to get uncomfortably hot. Your eyes tear up and smoke threads through your lungs. The copper-haired man catches fire. You smell him burning, a cooked animal with crackling skin. His hair is lost in black and red and gold, a shimmer of incredible heat. As far as you can tell, he never wakes up. When the edges of your trouser legs start to crisp and ripple with flame, you're not afraid. You clutch your reed doll and wait for the glory. Soon, you'll be one with the sun and the air. A shock of pain takes you by surprise. You are too surprised even to scream. The pain itself is a kind of long, red, searing scream. It takes your voice away. You're watching your own flesh crackle and char now. This is not supposed to happen. You're supposed to be protected. But it turns out that fire doesn't care about spells or rituals or fear or faith. The reed doll combusts all at once between your blistering palms. You bite through your tongue. You can't breathe. The village and its people are lost to your vision in the fire and the smoke, though you can still hear singing. You cannot see your sister. You cannot pick her voice out of the multitude. You cannot see her, but you want to tell her about your mistake, about the truth of the world, grim and almost funny. You want to tell her that none of it matters, that drugged, and bound or crowned and willing, no matter our beliefs, we all go the same, and it hurts more than anything else. So that's a little taste of Midsummer, our drunken Midsummer, our tribute to Midsummer, and um, it's just been such a pleasure like working on this and I still have a lot of work to do but I um it's it's the book is definitely taking shape now and almost you know complete so it's it's nice to kind of celebrate it by letting you guys hear a little tribute um, from some of the poets involved and there's so many other brilliant um 
poets in here and I always say poets because I'm used to it, you know but flash fiction writers and artists and essayists um, in this book I, I am just so proud of it uh, and it and it was really the easiest um, anthology I've ever had to just um, get uh, its submissions and I didn't have to like chase people down as I usually do even for something like Twin Peaks uh, we kept the submissions open a lot and we asked a lot of people um, with Midsummer my inbox just you know filled up so quickly and I'm actually in the position of having to write a bunch of um, rejections soon and that's not going to be fun. I've already written some and that's like the, you know, breaks my heart, you know, too, because when you get so many um, submissions, you're going to have countless good pieces that you just don't have room for. But um, it's, you know, it's the good problem, I guess, of having a popular anthology. So um, it's fun you know it it's not that part's not fun that's the the downside but it's fun to have one where you're not having to chase people down to be a part and submit we have a beautiful cover um uh and so you know it, everything has just worked out so well and um i'm so excited at that and the book will come out like midsummer <laughs> um sometime we don't exactly know um when i haven't like even I'm not even close to turning it over yet so I certainly couldn't tell you but um I, you know just look out for that and also like I said earlier if you are in the mood for some fantasy poetry and um anti-Trump <laughs> sentiments <laughs> in a in a speculative poetry book you can order um Girlarium now at Famadon uh, Journal on their website in the bookstore and there's an ebook version too. And uh, thank you so much for listening to Kristen Whisper Sonnets. And I will be back next week with um, you know more sonnets and less other kinds of poems. But who knows? Because I always sometimes do um, read some of my other things too. So just everybody, um, if you're gonna take a nap, I'd suggest something that would give you some comfort after these scary poems. And um, thank you so much again to uh, Michael Chang, Briar Ripley Page, Colleen Carney Hopner, and everyone who has submitted to Midsummer, um, Jack in Midsummer, and to all those people who um, have acceptances and are gonna be in the book. I could have read, you know. 10 times what I just read and you guys have been so impressed so you know just know it's going to be a great book and I'm so excited that um, Daily Junk is going to print it too so anyway for now I'm going to say good afternoon but I'll see you next week on Kristen Whispers Sonnets Sonnet bedtime treat.